0: Welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. Happy New Year. I am happy to be back. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the first podcast of 2023 for my channel. And I have some good news this week because we finally have Mars changing directions. Mars is stationing direct in Gemini. Where are all my Geminis at? I know you guys are like, finally. I know this transit has been crazy for a lot of people Um, some challenging and some like really excited with a lot of curveballs but now Mars is changing directions so we can kind of (laughs) settle down and not be on the defense as much because Now the direction of Mars is to go forward versus erraticness. This is such good news. So let's start with the mood of the week. We start the mood with a Leo moon, which is very fiery, outgoing, and focus on creativity. It's also fixed in nature. And due to this nature, The Leo moon tends to just want to leisure within its own riches and experience bonding within its royal court, whether that's the family or very close friends, etc. So I think that's a very good start for the week. I really enjoy the passion that the Leo moons have. So it's a great week when we have it starting with that Leo flavor, in my opinion, said the Leo rising. (laughs) Um, We also end the week with a Libra moon. So the mood leads us through starting with a fiery royal lion all through the relationship focused Venus archetype and this is why i'm calling this week a relationship week and that's the mood now let's break it down monday the 9th we have venus and mars making a trine at 7:21 pst and this is am so that's the first relationship aspect that we have which i was really looking forward to this because mars needed a hug venus was like i love you and it's time to show you that i love you in your retrograde transit there's still love at the end of the rainbow <laughs> so although venus is an aquarius and the aquarius expression of venus is much more intellectual much more stimulated by communication that is um, intelligent, genuine, and eccentric. Because Mars is in Gemini, which is a sign of communication. Communication will be key in relationships. So it doesn't necessarily have to be outside of the box. Um, It can be very simple childish flirty communication but with a excitement and also thinking differently making sure you kind of spice things up so yeah i i like that aspect i like that we start the week that way and mars is stationed at eight degrees so he really needed this like umph this push this aspect and venus i mean always brings in very nice beautiful energy the moon does go void of course for about 13 hours 23 minutes on monday so that is going to amplify the energy of mercury retro just be very careful cautious when you're driving etc because of that long period of the moon uh, void of course and the last aspect that the moon makes before it enters void of course it's at 5 52 p.m and that's an opposition to Saturn so that's a little bit tough um, and this could just symbolize that we have to have those serious conversations right those mature conversations because Saturn brings this very grounded mature um, expression to itself and the moon we're talking about matters of the home and matters of the heart matters are of our sacred vessel like how we feel inside because the moon just doesn't rule our physical home it also rules the feelings that we have internally our heart our our um the way that we love and nurture others so we're gonna see a little bit more grounded and matureness with that which i think (laughs) the Leo moon can can use because it can it can get over the top and a little dramatic at times so that's just going to bring some assistance and then on Tuesday the 10th we have the moon ingressing to the sign of Virgo which is really good because the sun is in an earth sign still and the, eventually the moon will make a trine so this is going to be supportive for the the capricorn transit and on this day we have the moon making a square to mars so this is maybe the follow-up of that conversation that was more serious and now things have to be uh, worked through there's actions that need to be taken etc and then on wednesday the 11th we have mercury retro making a square to chiron so this is now going within and it could be triggering maybe some old injury or some old feelings can be resurfacing in regard to whatever conversation you had earlier or it could be something new but it needs to be communicated because mercury is the planet of communication and with a square to chiron this is brought to your consciousness where it needs to be addressed and why not we've been talking about intimacy and relationship and partnerships from the beginning of the week so let it all out and put it all on the table and get it over with (laughs) so in a way it's good um, so we can move past um anything that's hindering us from developing forward then the moon makes a trine to the north node a sextile to the south node at the same time around three hours later the moon makes a trine to mercury which assists this square that it made to chiron earlier during the day and then the moon ends the transit for this day making a trine to uranus bringing in some divine ideas maybe throughout the day you did not know how to approach this or it was unsolved, and then boom—you get this divine idea. I was actually watching a show in which um, a Japanese scientist studied the the power of the word, and there was three beakers. One beaker had water and rice actually all of them had water and rice but one beaker the first one he would talk sweet words to it words that meant love and kindness and joy the second beaker he would talk words that were more hateful and um um, more argumentative things like that and then the third beacon he completely ignored it well i was surprised I already knew that the second and the third beaker were going to have some weird outcome and uh, that is because it's proving that the power of the word when we're positive we're going to spread love and it's going to be much more better much more better received where where, well the first um, beaker was actually really good and it started to the the water started to ferment the rice and things like that then we get to the second beaker and the water and the rice turned black but then we get to the last beaker and it was moldy so the worst beaker was the third one the one that got ignored And the reason i'm bringing this up is because so many of us have experienced situations in our life in which instead of talking things through we just ignore it we keep going but we build it up inside so imagine that like rot that we have because we didn't get to express ourselves we weren't there to listen to the other person whether it was good words or bad words because we were completely ignored we fester this nastiness within us and we start rotting away so this is an opportunity to get those things communicated out start with a clean slate and of course we want to communicate respectfully that's why the first uh, beaker showed that if you use words and phrases that are more loving and positive that's better um, but it's even saying things in not so nice way it's better than ignoring it and suppressing your emotions so it does show that we are a species that needs deep communication Right. If you guys are interested to know more about that, you know, you can comment and I can let you know what the name of the scientist was. I actually am not great with names, but I can always look it up. It was a Japanese scientist. That's another thing that I'm not going to be good at remembering uh, names that are not like naturally um, phonetically easy for me to enunciate. So I don't want to mess it up. But I will definitely give that information to you guys if you're interested in that. So remember, communicate and try to do it with love, but don't let things fester inside you because that's worse. That is causing major injuries. And you can get these ideas on how to alleviate and um, heal from within and heal relationships and bond and, you know, also let bygones be bygones or move on so that was for the 11th now we get to the juicy part on thursday the 12th mars stations direct said all the mutable signs (laughs) including me i was sun in pisces so my gemini people sagittarius people virgo and pisces people are like oh mg this needed to happen like asap because mars retro in gemini has been aspecting all the mutable signs in tough it's either an opposition or squares and enough is enough right <laughs> let's keep it moving so mars is changing directions at 12:56 p.m pst and he sits at eight degrees eight minutes and um right after that The moon in Virgo makes a trine to Pluto, which is another confirmation that we need to work through deep emotions. But Mars now stationing direct can cause some hiccups. It's not that it's going to be smooth sailing right away because Mars has to halt, right? Like the energy halts and mars halting those are the tougher um expressions within the retrograde period of mars so just be extra careful make sure you don't start any arguments during this time make sure that you don't have those tough conversations during this time because you will not have the patience and the right words to really have an open-hearted conversation this is just not the day this is more the day that you want to get some steam out this is a day that you want to go out and maybe you know take a little walk around the neighborhood still watching everywhere making sure that you are looking both ways when you're crossing the street being extra cautious but getting some movement so you can assist with this halt of energy that's just kind of like festering at eight degrees you're gonna feel this more if you have planets in the mutable signs between i'll I'll give you an orb of very strongly you'll feel it if you have planets between five degrees all the way to about 12 degrees you'll feel this very strongly so be extra cautious and on that same day we have the moon ingressing libra which is another sign that talks about relationships and now the connection of the moon in the sign of libra is really speaking from the heart so after mars has adjusted around 6 56 p.m pst the moon ingresses libra I still don't think it's a great day to have those deep conversations but maybe by then you blew some steam you ran around the the block or whatever and you're ready to kind of sit down and speak from the heart then be my guest (laughs) if not wait it out but you'll see that you don't feel the energy as intense now um a libra moon will eventually make a Trying to mars in the sign of gemini so that's another supportive expression and then eventually there's a grand trine that gets formed because um well by by house not necessarily exact by a- aspect but is because we have saturn in the sign of aquarius oh maybe it does get a little perfected because venus is an earlier degrees of Aquarius. I didn't check for that, but there's a possibility and that's going to help this expression even more. So, it might change. It might be like a like a teeter-totter energy on Thursday. And then we have one last ingression of that day, which is at 10:31 p.m. PST when Juno transits into the sign of Aries. So, it just passed the equator it's on a on a world point and the i'm sorry not venus juno has been in the sign of pisces for nine months and this is because it retrograded in pisces so it went much slower through that sign and now it's going to the sign of aries it'll stay in aries a little short short of two months so we're going to see a totally different expression because the energy of pisces is very different from the energy of aries energy of pisces is more go with the flow more softer more romantic versus the energy of aries is more passionate more expressive more um, extroverted so we are going to see a different expression of juno why is juno a big deal well juno is the asteroid of marriage commitment union and she also rules the sacred vows that you create or you make or you commit when you are in a committed relationship when you enter into a marriage those words of uh until we die (laughs) until death do us part that is the deepness of juno and when it's in the sign of aries it's much more easygoing in regard to falling in love it's it's youthful so it can jump into things much faster much quicker than other signs projects as well not just marriages or uh, anything that requires a partnership you'll see the expression of juno much more faster in responding and maybe didn't think things all the way through but i mean from having juno in the sign of pisces for nine months this is a big thing in regard to everyone that is in a committed relationship and also everyone that is not why because the expression of juno changing can actually trigger others to want to be in relationships maybe they took in a break and went within and healed and did some great work and now they're ready to go out there or they're just coming out of relationships and they're saying you know what i just want to have fun and they're healing in a different way but they're still healing so you're going to see this be expressed and differently but everyone's gonna feel it and express it in its own right and um i thought that was kind of cool because we did have those aspects of mars and venus and they actually represent the sexual union versus the marital (laughs) union because mars and venus weren't married they were lovers (laughs) so yeah and um let me see what else happens so on friday the 13th which is also a very auspicious day remember it's a lucky day i know they say it's not a lucky day but it is so um on friday the 13th we have the sun making a sextile to neptune which i always find sextiles to neptune from the sun very soft and easygoing and um i think the right thing that we needed during a capricorn transit because capricorn is always so serious and business oriented and you know let's just be grounded and uh, unless they have planets and others close by signs like sagittarius they could change the expression a little and the energy of pisces where neptune is at is just bringing a little bit of fairy dust a little bit of magic so you know it's it's not just all work and no play like neptune's like we're about to play it's friday <laughs> we're gonna have some fun let's go out dancing let's go out for drinks or let's go listen to music or let's just go home and make it a spa day because that's another thing neptune likes to do take care of the skin it rules makeup so there's a lot of things that you can do you can have fun it doesn't just necessarily have to involve intoxicants even though that's another thing neptune rules (laughs) and on that same day we have mercury making a trine to the north node and making a sextile to the south node so again bringing in more um communication stuff bringing in more of Let's talk about certain things and let's get over this. Let's make sure that um, this is not impeding us, right? We had the square of Mercury from Chiron and now because you did some, some work, you worked on it, whether it was more internally and you processed it internally or expressed it out, you did some work throughout the week and now the direction that you're taking is gonna impact your near future. And then we end the week on Saturday with a quarter moon at 6.10 p.m. PST in the sign of Libra. But that day we have a very prominent aspect, which is Venus in Aquarius making a square to Uranus in Taurus. Now they're actually in mutual reception because Venus rules Taurus and Aquarius rules is ruled by uranus so although it's a square they have things in common and venus is acting like uranus and uranus is acting like venus like you know that's another way of thinking about it so this can actually be very spontaneous and fun and flirty and creative and um the square is an expression of mars so it could be something that just comes out of nowhere like The beginning of the day, you feel like doing nothing and then you get a phone call from a girlfriend or, you know, a friend, whatever, and all of a sudden you're so down to take this adventure (laughs) or you're ready to go or, or, you know, you you could be the one inviting someone over. You get an itch that you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. I'm not spending my day just like wallowing here. Let's go have fun. But you kind of start the day differently and all of a sudden that light bulb turns on and you want to do things you want to go out and mingle and go for it go dancing try something different this is a total like i could totally see this aspect especially people going out 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 on a date on this day like hey let's go to one of those like murder mystery places (laughs) um what is it called what are they called can't think about it it'll come uh, it'll come after i finish the podcast (laughs) but you know what i'm talking about it's an adventure type of date um it'll go really well so go for it now the crystal of the week is morganite and i chose morganite because it's one of those crystals similar to rose quartz really taps into the energy the frequency of love but it's actually higher in vibration. I actually measured it using the level of consciousness and a pendulum, and it's higher than a 1,000 in vibration. It's also known to heal any type of emotional wounds and transmute the energy, so transmute any type of emotion that is lower, like guilt or shame or fear, I mean when we talk about relationships and this is a big thing within um humans because we are beings that thrive in relationships like earlier that example of the rice that i mentioned sometimes bad relationships can leave that murky water right or that rotten those rotten feelings and those are things that we need to heal so if you feel that you need to heal something within whether you're in a committed relationship or you're not in a relationship it's always great to work on those uh, themes and increase your self-love your self-worth because if you feel good the people that are around you're gonna feel good so it's all about aligning to the things that you love so also spreading the love (laughs) so yeah it's love 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 so that's why i chose that crystal and Morganite is also a gemstone, so you can have a pendant. Like, if you own a pendant, you can have that on this week, or you can wear your um, ring if you happen to have a Morganite ring. If you don't have this crystal, you don't have to go out and purchase it. I mean, I have thousands of crystals. I actually sat here today as I'm feng shuiing my home for the upcoming year of the rat. And I was taking inventory of all my crystals and all the crystal bowls that I have in different areas of my house, and I'm like, "Whoa, I think I have like way over 2,000 crystals." <laughs> so I, <laughs> I mean, you can never have enough, but you know, I mean, th- this was a collection that I've built throughout my childhood into my adulthood, so it's taken a lot of years to build this collection so if you don't have morganite you can go ahead and use rose quartz they have similar expression they connect to the energy of love they work on relationships self-love so it's all very similar in vibration of course every crystal has its unique expression and vibration but they are all here to assist you and help you as am i so thank you so much for being here this is astro crystal astro chris from Coda Queen astrology and I will see you guys if you are on IG don't forget to catch me live when I go on live weekly and if you liked this episode podcast wherever you're watching don't forget to hit that like hit the notification bell so you get notified when I post and review me also you can comment below I answer all my comments I answer back to all my comments Thank you and have a great week.